Ever since I was a small boy, I've been obsessed with movies, books, and music. But as I grow older, I've begun to realize that these things increasingly miss the mark of fulfilling who we are meant to be. But they seem to have a common theme. They point us to a greater story, a greater adventure, a greater love, a greater joy. On this show, we dive into some of our favorite themes in songs, books, and movies so that we can begin the discussion of what our fascination with these stories actually reveal. A desire for something more. A desire for the unknown. A desire for love. A desire for God. Welcome to the adventure. Let's get started. Welcome to Christ in Culture. This is Clint Carton. This is Steve Sherman. Hope you all are uh, having a great day. We are super, super excited to get finally started. Uh, we've been trying to get this podcast going for, I, I don't know, uh, I don't know, months? When did I get here? In May? Yeah. And we started talking about it all the way back in May of this year, and it's currently mid-October. Yeah, we, so, uh, we actually started talking about it, I think, before we even moved down here, uh, when you first accepted the job. That's right, yeah, uh, which would have been March. Yeah. yeah. So we, we've been trying to get this going for a while. We've run into some obstacles, and uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll get into more details <laughs> on that in future podcasts. But uh, we're super excited to have all of y'all uh, listening to us. Um, hopefully y'all enjoy this. This is something that we're super passionate about, uh, and we're just really excited to finally get going. So with all good things, uh, all good movies, all good stories, uh, they always have what is called the origin story. Right? So the greatest superheroes of all time all have their origin story where they, they got their powers, they developed their, their skills, or a lot of the times they recognize their greatest enemies uh, for the first time. Um, so tonight we kind of wanted to share just a little bit with you guys about our origin story and, and kind of the origin story of this podcast. Uh, so, Steve, you want to kind of just tell us a little bit about how how you got here on this podcast? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I came into my faith in college um, during a retreat my sophomore year at St. Vincent College in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Um, it go Bearcats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um Around that time, I started getting involved in uh, youth ministry and the college ministry. Um, and, and through that, I started uh, learning a lot about my faith uh, because it wasn't something that I, I necessarily knew a whole lot about before. Um, but as I started learning about my faith and I started sharing my faith, um, I found that I had a real passion for both theology um, and just evangelization and teaching and just sort of helping helping people along in their journeys. Uh, and through that, I, I had a lot of people, um, you know, give me a lot of affirmations that this was something that uh, that I was good at, that this was a talent that, that God had given me. These were, there were definitely graces and fruits in that. Um, so I continued and I had uh, worked in youth ministry and young adult and campus ministry since. So I moved down here and I gave a couple talks at just a couple young adult groups and ironically um, a few, probably about two or, two or three months before Clint came down here, um, one, of the, uh, one of the young ladies at the Galveston uh, Catholic Young Adult Group, Lindsay Shout and out. Danny, yeah, uh, they, they, 
had mentioned to me something along the lines of, hey, Steve, like you should start a podcast because you'd be really good at it. Um, so I was like, hmm, maybe. And then like Clint came by and he's like, hey, I really want to start a podcast. And I was like, so do I. Uh, so I guess that's kind of why we're here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Clint, do you want to share a little bit about why you're here? For sure. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of the first part of the origin story. But as, as all good origin stories, there's multiple characters that kind of come together in unforeseen ways uh, so that's definitely what happened for us uh, so yeah I was uh, born and raised Catholic too uh, I'm actually from Iowa shout out to all my Iowans uh, up there in the farmlands let's go corn go corn yeah there you go uh, we do have more than corn uh, contrary to popular belief but uh, so yeah I'm from Iowa uh, I grew up Catholic there uh, went to Catholic grade schools high school junior high and then into college too, um, but you know, like most people, I didn't really take it seriously until I got a little bit older. Uh, fortunately, I kind of found into my faith about uh, into my junior year and uh, into my senior year probably is when I started looking into it a little bit more. Um, and I always just kind of wanted to give that back to other to other teens mostly. I would really want to work with kids. Uh, I kind of put that off for a little bit when I went off to college. Just kind of gotten the idea of uh, I need to I need to raise get money so I can raise a family and all that stuff. So I kind of put that on the back burner for a while. But uh, once I got into junior year of, of college, I started rethinking that and re- realizing that God was kind of calling me back to that youth ministry path. And so I ended up starting to look for youth ministry jobs. And uh, someone mentioned this place in. In Texas, small town, northeast Texas, the Pines Catholic Camp. Shout out, go trees. Uh, so the Pines, uh, my first kind of reaction to that was, no way am I working at a camp uh, after graduating from college. But you know what? Uh, I did. So <laughs> I ended up going to the Pines, and uh, I stayed there for about a year as, as a missionary. Uh, so one thing that I learned when I, when I was a missionary there at the Pines, uh, we would give a lot of talks uh, on different retreats and stuff that we put on for fifth graders and eighth graders and high schoolers and sometimes young adults and stuff like that. But uh, during our, our staff training, before we did any of that, uh, our boss, John Egan, uh, we call him Big Tuna, was his nickname. Uh, he said something that really stuck with me. He said, a good talk always reflect something that you're interested in, that you're passionate about, because that passion shows in whatever you're speaking about. So if you can connect something that you're passionate about, then that can kind of draw on the audience and they can feed off that passion, uh, especially if it's something that they can connect with. Uh, and so I really took that to heart and uh, I thought about it and the first thing that came to my mind was J.R.R. Tolkien and The Lord of the Rings. So. I'm a super geek, Uh, we're just going to get that out in the open right away. Uh, I love The Lord of the Rings and Tolkien mythology and all that good stuff. Um, And even when I was working at the the Pines Catholic Camp, uh, I had a nickname, a camp name as they call it. They called me Strider, uh, which actually comes from The Lord of the Rings. Uh, Aragorn himself uh, had that nickname, Um, and that comes from my obsession with, with his mythology there, so... But yeah, so every, every talk that I gave throughout the, the year uh, actually had something Lord of the Rings in it, no matter what it was, whether it was confirmation, gifts of the Holy Spirit, whether it was adoration and presence of uh, 
Christ in the Eucharist, you know? So literally everything I talked about had something Lord of the Rings involved. And I, I just started to learn so much about it. Like I had already known quite a bit about Lord of the Rings because I was a pretty big geek. Um, but as I was working at the Pines, I started reading this really, really cool but com complex book called The Silmarillion. Uh, for those of you who haven't read it, uh, it's kind of like the backstory to the Lord of the Rings. There's about 20,000 plus years of, of history uh, to uncover in there. And there's just so much really, really deep stuff uh, that you don't get to see in the movies and the, the later books. Uh, so I started going through that. And when I was reading through it, I really wanted to dig through and find the Catholic and Christian parts of that. Um, so it took me a while. It really wasn't an easy task to do because it's a really hard book to read. Uh, but going through that and realizing that J.R. Tolkien was one of the most amazing like theologians ever. Uh, a little bit biased, but he had some awesome stuff in there. So I'm sure throughout uh, the course of this podcast, you guys are going to hear way more about Lord of the Rings and Tolkien than you will ever care to know about. Uh, but there's a lot of good stuff in there. But the reason why I bring that up is because during one of the retreats that I was working on at the Pines, uh, I got into this really awesome discussion with some eighth graders on the retreat. And at some point in the com conversation, I started bringing up Tolkien, and immediately the floodgates holding back all my geekiness just kind of opened up, and these eighth graders were like, whoosh, just kind of overwhelmed with all of this uh, Catholic Tolkien uh, theology, you know? Uh, and so the, the group of us, we talked for hours about all the images of Christianity in Tolkien's writings and in other movies too, like Captain America and 300, the story of the Spartans and stuff like that. And one of the boys there, I'm not going to mention his name, but uh, he suggested that I start a YouTube channel so that I could continue to talk to them about Christianity and movies and, and thus this idea came to be. Uh, so it was actually originally going to be a YouTube channel, uh, so sorry for all you YouTube fans out there. Um, but around that same time, I recently I got into um, different podcasts, so I want to give a shout out to some of my favorite podcasts real quick. So we got Matt Frad from Pints with Aquinas, he's awesome, he does a lot of really great stuff, uh, theology and breaking down the Summa, uh, all the different guys at Catholic Answers, you guys are awesome, giving a lot of really good stuff uh, all the time. And then we got Bishop Robert Barron at Word on Fire, uh, and so many, so many other good Catholic podcasts that we listen to. Catching Foxes, uh, yeah. Steve. I don't know if you got any other ones that you really like to listen to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of um, Catholic stuff. You should know. Oh, I yeah. think that's kind of the quiz essential Catholic podcast. For sure. um, obviously, Catching Foxes, number one Catholic podcast with explicit content. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think I think uh, that's kind of what brings us both here is. Uh, we have a real love for that, that sort of medium that uh, the podcast uh, just is able to reach so many different people and it just sort of opens up new avenues. Um, and so I think, I think there's something, something that uh, we're definitely passionate about. And then, um, I mean, not to speak for you, Clint, but I think that there's, there's definitely something um, that definitely spoke to me when I was younger is the quote from uh, St. Augustine, uh, you have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. I um, mean, this idea that you know all these things that we we appreciate within culture um, ultimately are an appreciation of God, and our 
means for creation are sort of just a reflection of God's means for creation, and that ultimately all we do um, is does give glory to Him in a certain way. And so that's kind of the hope of this podcast is to point out some of those themes. Yeah, and really, it's kind of crazy how uh, even with that that desire. A lot of times we kind of fight that a little bit. And I think yeah. at certain points in each of our stories, we kind of fought that a little bit. But uh, through God's grace and, and his, uh, his guidance, he definitely led us down roads that we didn't see coming necessarily, which brought us to where we, walk, where we are now. Um, because just a few months after I had that conversation with those, those eighth grade boys uh, was when I came down here to Lee City, which is where we're recording right now, which is a suburb of of Houston, Texas, where we live, uh, right next to the Gulf, which is pretty great, uh, good stuff. Uh, but yeah, so a few months after that conversation, I came down here, which is uh, when when I met Steve, like he said before, in his uh, little origin story there. Uh, and we were literally just sitting in, in his car one day, and I think we were going out to eat, right? Uh, I think uh, I was introducing you to like Whataburger yes, or something. Yes, yes, you're introducing yeah. me to Whataburger and all the different restaurants here in Texas. Uh, which there are so many of them, uh, which has been uh, it's more or less what we have in our area. Blessing and a curse for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, but great stuff, and, and we kind of just brought up uh, both of our interests in, in, in the podcast, and we were just blown away by uh, kind of the way God brought us together in that, which was pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, so like Steve said, uh, we kind of all just have uh, this fascination, I think. With, uh, with stories, right? I think that's just kind of the way humans are from the beginning of time. We've always had this fascination with stories. And so the idea of this podcast is kind of looking into different movies, books, and music uh, specifically, and maybe a few other things as we go through, but that's kind of our primary focus. And we want to take those things and see, uh, all right, so if, if we take those, uh, God has written himself so much onto our hearts that he actually presents himself in our movies. He presents himself in our books, in our, in our music, even when it feels like we are trying to push away from that. So I think a lot of the times nowadays we get uh, kind of this feeling that our music is so far from, from God. And in a way it is. Uh, we're, we're trying to push away from this, this Christian society into this post-Christian society. Um, but kind of the point of this podcast is to look at all of those things and show how no matter how hard we try to push away, Christ is so written onto our hearts that he's going to show up in those themes anyway. Uh, so I think C.S. Lewis had this really good quote from Mere Christianity. He said, uh, Creatures are not born with desires unless satisfaction for those desires exist. A baby feels hunger. Well, there is such thing as food. A duckling wants to swim. Well, there is such thing as water. Men feel sexual desire. Well, there is such thing as sex. If I find myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. And there will be more on that next week for the Halloween special. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we, as we break apart um, sort of our, our fascination with the supernatural. Uh, especially given the fact that Halloween is coming up. Yeah, pretty close. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that's exactly the point, right? So we yeah. we have all of these stories, whether it's uh, like your your supernatural movies or uh, your books about adventure 
or your music about desiring something more, uh, things like that. Uh, and they all kind of point to things that are not satisfied by uh, kind of the, the place where we are, right? And so what C.S. Lewis is trying to point out here is like that those things show us that we are made for something that's beyond what we see and experience in this world. And I think that's definitely kind of the point that we're trying to get to uh, in this podcast. Uh, so he actually had uh, another quote that I wanted to share with you all too is from uh, his, his letters to Sheldon Vanauken. I probably pronounced that name wrong, but <laughs> you know, bear with me. Uh, so he said, if you are really a product of a materialistic universe, how is it you don't feel at home there? Do fish complain of the sea for being wet? Or if they did, would that fact itself not strongly suggest that they had not always been or would not always be purely aquatic creatures? Notice how we are perpetually surprised by time. We say things like, how time flies, where is time gone? In heaven's name, why? Unless, indeed, there is something in us which is not temporal. And I think that kind of goes along with what he was saying uh, earlier in, in that mere Christianity quote, too. That we're so surprised by these things about, about time and this fascination with something that's beyond what we see and what we experience here uh, in the normal temporal world. Uh, and it kind of just points to something greater something more, kind of like we talked a little bit about in the, the intro, I think, to, uh, to this podcast. So hopefully y'all enjoyed that, too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that this method of looking to the culture to demonstrate uh, our desire for God is not something that's, that's new, right? So it's basically been happening uh, as long as Christianity's been around. Uh, so even in its Acts, I think, Acts chapter 17 when Paul is in Athens, right, mm -hmm. and he says to the Athenians that uh, I see that you guys are really religious, because uh, when I was walking around, I, I was looking at your shrines, and I realized that you have an altar to an unknown God. All right, so he, yeah. he used that idea of, of this unknown God, this point of cultural uh, understanding where they could meet to preach to the Athenians. Right. right. So I think in a way, we can kind of use uh, the media, even though it seems to be something that is very secular, something that is very distant from what we're trying to, to share with others. I think we can use that kind of media to actually show to people that they desire something more. You know, So the very fact that we are writing, uh, writing these songs about... Uh, this, this love, this actual sexual desire a lot of the times mm -hmm. seems so distant, but I think a lot of the times that points to a greater desire, right? This, this greater love, and I think that's the same thing for literally any story that we try to share. Right, and I, I think that's sort of just the, the human condition in a sense is uh, we are all made to worship. Uh, you know, obviously as Christians, we we try to send our worship in, in the right order toward God, but you know we all worship something, whether it be our careers or, or money. Um, sometimes it's ourself. Uh, but sort of going back to 
uh, to at the Acts, um, where they're very religious and they have this altar, uh, even to an unknown God. Um, a little bit of what Paul is doing there um, is discussed in a book that, that both of us read, and I might have read a little bit more of because I hoarded the book for several months. Yeah, I think and, I, I bought that book back in, what, July? Yeah, and I didn't get it back to you until a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um, but Bishop Barron's Seeds of the Word. Um, and sort of the whole premise of Seeds of the Word is, you know, throughout, you know, uh, Christendom, uh, whenever they go to evangelize, uh, these evangelists, they would always look for the seeds of the word. They would always look for the things that, even though they weren't Christian, um, and because we have Christ written on all of our hearts, and because we can, there's a certain level that we can wrap our minds around God uh, through our own logic and our own reason, um, that they would they would look for those things in a culture um, and try to to use that as a means of evangelization. They would plant these seeds that could take root and ultimately grow and produce the fruit of faith. Um, you know, just for a, a small one that comes to my mind is, I believe it was St. Bonaventure who cut down a tree of Thor during some pagan festival, um, and he chopped down this tree, and it, why they didn't just martyr him there, I don't know, <laughs> by the grace of God, though. Um, and he began preaching about if they were to worship around a tree, they should worship around these trees. And he pointed to pine trees, and he talked about how they pointed north and pointed upwards into heaven. And he talked about how they point to the Son of God and to Jesus and all of these things. And he converted and baptized many of them. Um, and that's sort of where we get the idea of a Christmas tree. Hey, um, so, uh, so there's just something about just our hearts that that even when we're not realizing it, they're like we're saying something about God or we're seeking him in everything that we do. Um, and yeah. I guess we are going to close with that. Yeah, well, I, I think yeah. that Bishop Barron definitely has a, a point there. Um, and like, I think he actually mentions it in his book, but talking about some of the early church fathers and stuff and, mm-hmm. and how they use that same, same idea. I think he mentioned that in the book. I'm not sure. But kind of looking at uh, like Justin Martyr and, and Clement of Alexandria and stuff, yeah. how they would take uh, different poets and philosophers from uh, around that time and even before them and even going back to before Christ was even around. Mm-hmm. And they would use those, those poems and, and that philosophy and those writings to show uh, the truth of Christ. Uh, and I think that's especially important to look at, at them because taking uh, the the writings from before Christ was even born. Well, that's showing that even these things that were not around until, or that were around before Christ even came were already foreshadowing what he would do, already right. foreshadowing the truth of Christ. So we had this written on our heart even before Christ came. You know, because I think maybe some people will hear like what we're talking about here and they'll think, uh, well, that's just because uh, Christianity got so big that, you know, it kind of just overlaps into everything. Well, that's, that's not the case, because if you look at this, they were already doing this in the first century, taking writings from before, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For instance, Plato had a very Christian worldview, and he was years before Christ. Right, exactly. So all of these ideas are already so written on our heart that they are already foreshadowing Christ's coming. Uh, so I, I think that's something that's really important to think about uh, as, as you're kind of mulling over this topic, hopefully, in the the next coming days here. Hopefully we get this out pretty pretty quickly. Um, I'm hoping to have it out to you guys this weekend. But I just want to 
throw out uh, one more thing from Bishop Barron. He, I was listening to one of his podcasts a while back, and he mentioned uh, this quote from Pope Pius Twelfth in uh, some addresses on, on film and cinema back all the way in, I think it was like 1954, 1955, something like that. Uh, but he wrote this, um, this address to filmmakers at the time and, and the importance of what they do and how that shapes Christianity and how that shapes the culture, but also how Christianity shapes what, what they do. And so he said uh, this, he was actually referencing, when he says they here, he references uh, kind of humanity and, and what we're searching for. So he says, they ask no more from the cinema than some reflection of the true, the good, and the beautiful. In a word, a ray of God, so that the image of God stamped on their souls may always grow clear in their thoughts, the feelings, the deeds inspired by the art. I think that's exactly what we're talking about here. So this was, what, uh, 60, 60 years ago, 70 years ago, something like that, 60, 70 years ago? Uh, and he, sorry, I'm not doing math right now. <laughs> uh, but I, I can tell. Yeah, so my, my math's a little off right now, but bear with me. So, but Pope Pius, he had a point. I think this is kind of along with what we're going here, that uh, the art that we're looking into, uh, what, even though it's a, a very different art from maybe what we were experiencing in previous centuries, is still pointing us back to that same thing, that same that same ray of God, as he puts it, the true, the good, the beautiful, uh, just because the way that it, it affects us, the way that it, it shapes us, always brings us back to what is what is true. And I think that's the point uh, of art. I think that's the point of uh, these stories that we share, to point us towards something that is true and something that is good. Uh, and that's why why we share them, right? right. I, I think that's kind of the, the point there. So, Yeah, so... Uh, that's that's all I got there. Uh, but before we we wrap things up, we wanted to give a few shout outs uh, to some some key people here. Uh, so it's people who uh, donated to the cause to make this all possible for us. Yeah. So like, like I said, uh, Steve and I we hit quite a few different road bumps along the way, including uh, financial difficulties and hurricanes and. Literally anything else you can imagine to, <laughs> to try and slow us down from, from getting this podcast out. So thank you all for your patience and, and uh, helping us try and get this out there. We really want to sh- just give a shout out to, to everyone who made this possible because without these people, we would not have been able to get the equipment that we needed to do this and to finally get this started. So uh, first I want to give a shout out to one of my uh, former Pines uh, missionaries here, uh, Vicky Campos. So we want to thank you for your awesome support in that uh, and then uh, one of our good friends from uh, our Galveston young adult group down a little bit south from here I know you can't go much more south than where we are now but uh, down on the island of Galveston we have our good friend Danny Dunn uh, she's always been really supportive of of our ministry and and making sure that we we feel supported and encouraged uh, not just in this but really in just everything that we do uh, there uh, and then I want to give a really special shout out to some of my best friends from back in Iowa. Uh, these two have been so influential in my life uh, in literally every aspect. Uh, it's Chelsea and Lucas Evett uh, supported us in, in getting this podcast started, supported me in just about every aspect of my life. And uh, I want to give a shout out to little baby Eli and uh, the future baby Evett, whose name is uh, 
still to be determined. Uh, they will be having a baby coming up here in, in December, so please pray for them. Uh, they are an awesome, awesome family, uh, and I'm sure they would appreciate your prayers there as well. Uh, so we also did have one other uh, one other sponsor here, an, an anonymous sponsor. That, we know it was you, Kat. <laughs> uh, not naming any names, but we, we just <laughs> want to really give a shout out to them as well. So we we thank everyone for their support, and uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this this first podcast. Uh, I can't believe <laughs> it's finally yeah, happening. It's, you know, it's finally happening, and, and we're going to start uh, our next podcast. It's going to be our Halloween special. Um, and that's where we're going to sort of dive right in. So please join us next week. Yeah. Y'all have a good one. Thanks for joining the adventure.